Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. This teaching is from the series, The Advent, which was taught to help us celebrate Advent in 2020. Advent is a time to reflect upon the coming of Christ and how He is the source of true hope, peace, love, and joy. We hope this helps you understand and apply God's Word in your life today. This morning, as you all know, we're going to speak about peace, and it's a very difficult time for me personally, and it's probably a difficult time for everybody in here um, with the way of the world. Uh, We don't really feel like we have peace with us right now, at least I don't personally. Uh, It's a very trying time, and the main thing that we're going to talk about is where our peace comes from, Uh, and that's the first statement that I have here, is peace comes from within, through the strength that Christ provides, not from our external circumstances or possessions. So that's the point that we're going to try to drill down on today. That's when we all leave here. That's what I want you to understand. So if you don't get anything else, get that. Get get where our peace is coming from. Okay, it's not coming from exterior. It's coming from inside us. And the reason it's coming from inside us is because of Jesus Christ. All right, our text this morning is Luke 8. 22 through 25 is where Jesus calms a storm with the disciples and this is a time that the disciples also aren't in peace okay they're they're similar to where we are right now okay they don't have peace in this situation they don't have peace in this moment okay but we're going to learn how Christ works that for them and how he works that for us one day he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And he went, sorry, and they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water? And they obey him. Beyond our normal circumstances, like if this was December of 2019, we would be hustle and bustle and and running and preparing and doing all the things we do for Christmas. And we're still doing all those things, I'd imagine. Um, And in a whole different world. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the, the lay of the land has changed drastically for all of us. <clears throat> you know, and you hear these phrases, you hear peace on earth, goodwill towards men. You know, we talk about the baby as the prince of peace, uh, which he is. Um, but, you know, as we're running through and trying to get all these things done and, and navigating COVID and all that kind of stuff, you know, I think, I hope that we begin to understand the difference between peaceful and peace. Okay, they're two different things. Um, and I'm going to read quick definitions. Uh, to, be, to be peaceful is to be free from disturbance. <laughs> okay? So we're not living in a peaceful time. Okay? It's, it's, that's, that's, that's difficult for us right now. I mean, we may find moments of peacefulness, and I hope we all do, but it's difficult for us right now. Uh, peace, biblically, means to be in a right relationship, to be complete to be whole, okay? So to be at peace with our God 
and have God to be peace with us and that peace that comes up is to be whole, is to be complete. God, is, God gives you that peace and God completes you. All right, so we're going we're gonna to dive in. We're just going to kind of go verse by verse, section by section, then we're going to do a quick review, and then we're going to you know, do our application. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, like I already said, we are not really looking at a peaceful situation. We're kind of looking at the opposing view of peace, okay? But sometimes you, mo- you can best understand something looking at the opposite end. So, so we're looking at something that's you know, trying for the disciples, something that's a little bit more difficult for the disciples at this time but they learn and understand what peace is through that situation. So the first part of the scripture, uh, one day he got into the boat with his disciples and said, let's go across to the other side of the lake. And I don't know why they did this. I don't think anybody knows why they did this. I don't know what was on the other side of the lake. It doesn't tell us. It doesn't tell us why Jesus wanted to cross the lake. Um, You know, were there more people to minister to? Were there more fish over there? Did Jesus want to take a carnival cruise? Don't have really the answer to why he wanted to do this. But, I mean, ultimately, I would, I would think, and I think most of us would think, that he did this because he knows what's going to happen. He's in control, and he's using this moment to teach. Our, our next section of Scripture. The windstorm came down the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. Okay, I don't know how many of us have been in a boat, do a lot of boating, um, been in a small canoe maybe, and had it filled with water. I can tell you, and I'm going to use Boaz, I didn't even plan on doing this, Boaz, sorry, brother. About two years ago, three years ago, the Bells gave my family some two-person canoes. And we went out in North, we drug these things in North Carolina, and we're out on the sound, and, and all of a sudden, one just starts taking on water and sinking. And the reason I'm using Boaz is because Boaz was on this boat a couple years prior, and he had the same problem, but they didn't know which one it was, and they were both identical. <laughs> so my son and I are pulling this boat out of the water. Thankfully, it was the sound, and the water was up to here. But, but we're dragging this thing out from like 100 feet, and it, you know, with the wind and everything else, it was, it was quite a trial. And, and obviously, we were in no danger because the water was up to here. But point being, if you're ever in a situation where you're in a boat and you're taking on water, and the boat could go under, and you're in a storm, you know, it's, that's a sticky situation. So there's, there's a reason that they react as they react. Um, and, you know, I know we all understand, and I want to make sure that, you know, we all have real storms in our lives, okay? You are a Christian. You are a non-Christian. It doesn't matter. Things are coming at you. Things are going to come at you, okay? There's, there's difficulties. There's things that we have to overcome. There's things that we have to go through. And a lot of times we want to run and hide, but there's things that we need to go through. And no one here is, is exempt from that. Okay? You're going to have storms. You're going to have trials. You're going to need the strength of Christ. You're going to need the peace of Christ. And you're going to need to be able to hope in Christ, as Brett talked about last week. Uh, these men were experienced fishermen. Okay? So these guys have been on a boat much more than I or Boaz. Okay? These guys have been on a boat. They understand they know how to navigate the boat. They probably know how to turn the boat out of the storm, into the storm, wherever they need to go. But they were in trouble. Okay, so these guys were guys that did it all the time. And they were in trouble. So it wasn't like if I were out there on the boat, because you know, I would be in trouble anyway. But they're in serious trouble, and they're experienced. They know what's going on. Um, 
interestingly enough, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about fear, and I just, I found this when I was looking through this, and it's just throwing this out there as something that's, that I found really interesting. God told us not to be afraid or to fear not 365 times. So in the Bible, there's a fear not or don't be afraid 365 times. So every day, every day of our year, of our calendar year, fear not, don't be afraid. All right, so in today's message, you know, what we want to talk about is peace and peaceful. Um, so I want to make sure you guys understand that peace is not subst the subtraction of problems in life, okay? Peace doesn't mean that you have no problems, you have no issues, and everything's fine and wonderful, okay? Peace is the addition of Jesus Christ to meet those problems. That's, that's where you're going to find your peace. That's where you're going to find your foundation. That's where you're going to find your rock, and that's how we're going to get through uh, our next section they were filling with water and they were in danger and when they and they went and woke him saying master master we are perishing okay they were scared we already talked about that they were scared and our first reaction my first reaction generally speaking when trials and tribulations and different things come is fear Okay, we, we tend to, you know, whatever happens, and our reaction is, you know, we get, we get scared, you know, the crisis hits us, we're scared. You know, it's a difficult situation. And, and what I'm here to encourage you in is, A, that's okay. That's all right. Secondly, flip the script as fast as you can and get out of it. Get, get, get out of that fear, because that fear will eat you up. It'll, it'll live in your heart and will eat you up. So just as they went to him, we're perishing, we're perishing, we're perishing, they were scared. They were really, truly scared. And I, I can tell you, my worst decisions in life are generally made in fear. Um, so, so you need to flip that script as quickly as you can. You know, and I don't even know if the disciples were expecting a miracle here. Because, I mean, at, at this point, they're still learning who the Christ is. So I don't even know if they ran to Jesus saying, hey, you know, get us out of the situation right now because we know you can or not, or just more, more so, hey, man, you know, we're getting ready to go under. We need to come up with a plan. Let's, you know, figure out how we're all not going to die here. You know, I don't, I don't know if they really understood the magnitude of who he was at this point. I mean, they've seen miracles. They've definitely seen different things. But this is, this is huge. Um, sorry, guys. Truly, they, they understood. They understood that the storm, the water, the waves, you know, everything coming in, it, it could have been the end. It could have been the end of them. It could have, it, it could have, they could have died right then and there. And, and obviously, fear is very expected when your life is threatened. So I would say that, you know, we would all be scared in that situation. Um, Brett reminded us last week in Isaiah 40:25, to whom will you compare me or who is my equal? Okay. When we're in those situations, when those things come, remember the awesome power of God. Brett spoke about it last week for a couple minutes. Remember the awesome power of God. Who do we compare him to? Who is our equal? Who gives us peace? Who gives us strength? Who gives us love? Who gives us joy? Who gives us hope? All these things. Where does it come from? Does it come from, from ourselves? Next section. 
And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, to the disciples, where is your faith? God is in control. God is in control. We don't see it. I know we're all having a hard time seeing it right now between politics and COVID and, you know, financial struggles right now because of everything going on, everything that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of stuff on their plates right now, and I understand that. God is in control. Where is our faith? Uh, in verse 23, Jesus was sleeping when it filled with water. He was in a peaceful sleep. You know, you, you think about that side of it. You know, most people probably can't sleep on a boat, period, <laughs> because the boat's, you know, this is a storm. So the boat's rocking. And, I, you know, I can't imagine the boat was anything like what we have today. You know, that boat was probably all over the place, and he was asleep. He was in a peaceful sleep. Um, God is sovereign. So, so when Jesus speaks this and says, I'm, you know, I'm going to calm it. It's done. You know, I'm going I'm to speak, and it's a done. I mean, and it was calm. It wasn't like it slowly subsided. You know, I, I imagine like a little kid shaking up a fishbowl. You know, it takes a little while, right? You put that thing down. It takes a little while before it's flat, smooth. I can imagine it was just like, stop. I mean, because that's the miracle. That's the miracle of, of who he is. And that's, that's amazing to think of because, you know, anytime that you disturb any water, you drop a stone in water, there's a ripple. And he didn't hesitate. You know, remember that Jesus is a man. Okay, sometimes we get hung up on Jesus being Jesus. But he's a man right here. He's a man. So, so he could have doubted. He could have he flipped the fear himself. He could have got worried. There's, there's many emotions and reactions that he had that we have that he could have done the wrong thing in this point. And what did he do? No, he did no hesitation, didn't hold a meeting, didn't pray about it, no, 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 Insta no Instagram polls, nothing, just spoke, just spoke and said, stop. So in verse 25, when, when he tells him, you know, where is your faith? What he's essentially saying in my mind is, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? I am on the boat. You know, if he's on the boat, why are we afraid? Uh, it's, it's, that's one of the coolest parts of this whole thing in my mind. It's like, this is the coolest thing. He knows who he is. Do we know who he is? Do we know that Jesus is on our boat? He's on our boat. He's with us. He's with us all the time, everywhere we go. And sometimes we don't want him everywhere we go, but he's there. And he wants to be more than on your boat. He wants to navigate your boat. He wants to tell you where to go how to get there. You know, he wants to take you through the icebergs, through the rocks, through, through all that stuff. Okay, he wants to be your bestie, your best friend, right there with you, showing you where to go. But you have to let him. You have to let him. You have to let him be captain of your boat. You know, trials are part of God's plan. Um, if, if everything was perfect and wonderful and we had no need for God, you understand, you know, there, 
God gives us all these trials to grow us up, to have us sink into him, to dig into him, and to want to know more of who he is. Um, and Brett kind of talked about a little bit this last week, too. Isaiah 40, 13 and 14. Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? And who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Okay, the answer is obviously no one. Um, he's in control. The storm didn't surprise him. He didn't, he didn't wake up and be like, oh my goodness, what's going on? He knew, he knows who's in control. He knew that his father, because he's a man, had control. He understood that, and he spoke. He was not surprised. He was not surprised. It, it didn't shock him, it didn't shake him, and he didn't react in fear, thank goodness. So, if, you know, and if, if Jesus can tell the waves to stop, I'm probably pretty sure he knew the weather coming, right? I mean, he can predict, if he can, if he can tell the waves to stop, he can probably predict the weather, I guess is the best way to say that. Um, I'm going to go over our next section here. And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who is this then that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him? This, this is why, when I said earlier, I don't really think they expected a miracle. Because who is this that commands even winds and water? Like, we didn't expect that. We had no idea that was coming. We had no clue how awesome this guy Jesus is that we're following around. Okay, I, and, and God is good. That's, that's kind of what we're going to talk about. God is good. God is good. And I know that we all say that and we think that and we know that, but we probably don't. We probably don't understand it as much as we really should. Um, the disciples doubted God's goodness. You know, they, they kind of felt like, you know, hey, here, here's this guy told us to get in a boat. We're going across the lake for no apparent reason, and now we're in a whole lot of trouble. Um, you know, that's, that's the negativity that we would bring in the situation anyway, or at least I would. Like, I didn't even want to go to the other side. What is going on here? Um, so when the storms, storms come, we kind of forget that God is good. We question. We question his sovereign will. We question, you know, who the captain of the boat is quite quickly. Um, God cares for us. God sent his son to die on the cross so that we could experience peace. This is the reason that Jesus came. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 reads, Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted, as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace in the time of need. Okay, just reinforcing my point that he was a man. Okay, he was tempted. Okay, he was weak. He was flesh. He was blood. And he cares. God is good. God is good. He cares for us. He wants to, to be there with you. Um, he hasn't forgotten you in any situation where you feel like you may have been forgotten. Uh, he loves you. He loves you deeply. He loves you more than you can even imagine. Our, our emotion of love is probably like a thimble in an ocean compared to what he has. 
Yes. And that's why he sent his son, and that's why, that's why we have that, the great redemption plan of Jesus Christ, and that is why we're able to have peace. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at something uh, real quick, our next slide. It's not part of our scripture, um, but I just wanted to give, I want to give you an example of a much better reaction to troubling times, and I would, I would pray that we can all have this reaction. Um, <clears throat> I guess to summarize uh, where we are here, um, the, the first chapter of Job, he sent four messengers. They all give him bad news. Um, they tell him that his servants were killed, his livestock were killed or stolen, and his children are murdered. Um, and his reaction, his reaction in Job 1, 20 and 22, Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell to the ground in worship. Fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin. He did not charge God. Okay, that is, wow. That is just, wow, what a reaction. I mean, that, you talk about some trial and stress. You know, we're worried about catching COVID. You know, not to say that that can't be the same results, okay? COVID's real, COVID's a serious disease. I understand that, a serious virus. But this man just lost pretty much his livelihood, his family, and everything else, and his reaction was to fall on the ground and worship God. I'd like to say I could do that. I don't believe I could. Uh, you know, and, that, and that, that peace that he has and the, and the ability to worship, that comes from faith. And he responds in a way that he knows, he knows who the master is. He knows who is in control. He knows who's got the situation. And, he, and, and no, matter, no matter how he reacted, God had it. God had it. God wants to keep us. God wants to give us hope. God wants to give us a peace in the future. Our God is a good God and always attends good. And he wants to take us through all our storms in life. I, I just hope that you can understand that. I hope you can grab that when, when, we, when we go through things, um, whether they're personal, whether they're at work, whether, whatever they are, whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, anything that we have going on in our world, just remember and rest that God is your father. And anybody, in here, anybody who here has children or will have children in the future, you know, how much do you want for your children? How much do you want to give your kids? How much love do you give your kids? How much, you, how much do you do for your children? God wants to do that and, and that much more. If you're a child, look at your parents one day and, and see all the stuff they do for you. See the sacrifices they make for you, okay? You shouldn't have to ask them. I'm sure, I'm sure if you get off your phone for a couple minutes or the Xbox or whatever it is and pay attention, you'll see it. You'll see what they do to make sure that you prosper. All right, so a quick summary. We won't be too much longer, guys. Um, I just want to go over everything uh, that we spoke about. You know, our need for the peace of Christ, okay? It's something we need. It's something we need to have in our hearts. It's something we need to hold on to. Um, understand that because you became a Christian, doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. Okay, it's probably going to be more difficult because now you have a higher standard to hold to. Okay, so there will be storms. There will be things that we have to dig in 
okay? There's going to be storms. Just remember, remember the point that I made when, just like the disciples, when you're going through the storm, when you're going through the trial, who's in the boat? Who's in the boat? And who's the captain of the boat? Uh, next part is don't let fear win. Okay? And it is a battle. Okay? Don't let fear win. Okay? Press in. Press in. Okay? The, the, the natural reaction when things happen is to step back and fade away and, and get out of the picture. Okay? Press in. Press in. Okay? It's okay, it's okay to be fearful in the beginning. Like I said, it's, it, it's, it's a reaction that we all have. But you have to get out of it. You have to get out of it quick. Um, the faster you make that transition, the better you're going to be. Because the longer you let fear beat faith, the harder it is for you to be faithful. Okay? If you let fear beat faith, it's going to be really hard to take those steps to press in to get farther forward because you've been pushed all the way back. You know, what can we, what can we do? What can we do when, when these things happen? Uh, there's a gambit of things we can do. I'm going to give you four. Uh, we, can, we can read scripture, okay? Pick up your Bible. I know sometimes as Americans we're not good at that. Pick up your Bible, read scripture, pray, get on your knees, and pray. Remember who God is. Remember you, who you are. Get in a position of prayer. Pray. Meditate. Think about scripture. Have it running through your mind. Think, think on these things. Think good thoughts. You know, as, as you read a scripture in the morning, don't read that scripture and then put it down and forget what it is. Think about that. Grab something that's, you know, when you first start doing it, it's this big, and as you do it more, it might be bigger and bigger and bigger. But grab a scripture verse that you think you can remember throughout that day and just hold on to that. And by the evening, still know what it is. Meditate. Think about it. And then lastly, uh, be part of God's community. Be part of your local church. Uh, be involved, whether it's here physically, whether it's online if you can't be here for COVID. Um, know what's going on. Know, know what's going on in your church. Don't, don't just fill a seat on Sunday. Be involved. Be involved in, in our family universally here as a church because there's a lot of people here that have been through a lot of things that can certainly help you wherever, wherever you are. Remember that God's in control. God holds all things. Okay, your heavenly father wants nothing more than for you to come to him in times of trouble. Okay, it's what he wants. Just, just like when you see your child going off into trouble, you know, our first reaction, especially as they get older, is to, you know, grab them and put them on the right track. But they don't want to be on the right track. They want to be over here. So we need to pray them onto the right track. And, and God wants you to want to be on the right track. God doesn't want to just say, okay, be my robot. He wants you to get on the right track. And, and generally speaking, you know, it's the whole who's the captain of the boat. Um, if, if we want to, you know, power the boat on our own strength, we might get there eventually. But I guarantee you'll get there a lot faster if he's got the oars or the sail or the motor, or whatever it is. He's going to get you there a lot quicker. Um, last thing here is good doesn't describe him. I wanted to tell you that God is good. And I, I've done a terrible job of it because I can't, I can't imagine. I don't have words, sentences, paragraphs. There's no books. There's, there's nothing that we can say. I mean, the, the, the best poet, artist, whomever, the most eloquent speaker that we have 
can probably only paint a very dim shadow of how good our Father is and how good God is. So I just have a couple quick questions for you, and then we will be on our way. So it'll be nice and short this week, guys. Um, applying the word, do I understand that there's going to be storms, there's going to be trials, there's going to be tribulations in my life? Do, do I understand that that's part of being human in this world? Okay, don't don't get so woe is me and oh my goodness and knocked down. Okay, because it's going to happen. I guarantee you, if it hasn't happened to you this week, it's going to happen to you next week or next month or whenever it's going to happen. There's going to be things that come up. And, and how do we react? Okay, Jesus wants to give us the peace in the midst of the storm. Okay, and Jesus wants to take us through a storm, not around the storm. Okay, a lot of times what our, our natural human flesh is how do I avoid this very difficult situation, okay? That's not always the answer. A lot of times the answer is, you know, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna meditate, and I'm gonna do all the things that I need to do, but I need to press on through the situation with the help of my Father. Next question. Do I let fear get the better of me? Do, do I let fear win? Do, do I let fear win or do I let faith win? Okay, that's, that's really the question. Um, natural tendency, you know, without Christ would be fear is going to win every time. Okay, I would encourage you to, like I said earlier, flip the script as quickly as possible and allow your faith to win. Faith will beat fear every time, but you have to press in. You can't run backwards. Next, next question is, are you in control? And I said it that way intentionally. Are you in control? Okay. Who, who has control of this universe? Who is the captain of the boat? Okay. If you're in control, that's probably your first problem. Okay. So are, are you in control or are you allowing Christ to be in control? Are you allowing him to navigate the rough waters? Uh, which it isn't easy because we all have natural talents and natural abilities and we just want to step out and you know get it done make things happen be a doer but sometimes all the time you need to check and, and see who's in control and the last thing I want to ask is do you believe that God wants what is best for you do you believe that do you believe that your heavenly father knows every hair or lack of on your head. Okay? He knows the color of your eyes. He knows internals, externals, freckles. He knows it all. He knows you better than you know yourself, which is a scary thought because I don't want him to know me like that. But do you really believe that God wants what is best for you? I would say a lot of times I don't. I would like to say I do. I would like to say I always think that way. But that's, a, that's a, something to meditate on and to think about. If, if you really believe that God wants what is best for you, it's a lot easier, a lot easier to walk forward and operate in 
hope, peace, love, and joy. Okay? Because he is in control, and he wants, truly, truly wants, what is best for you. All right, so we're going to close up with this. Um, Jesus is in the boat. Okay? He is in the boat. Like I said, whether we want him in the boat or we don't want him in the boat, he's in the boat. Um, so when you're going through storms, he's in the boat. When you're going through trials and tribulations, he's in the boat. When you're having financial problems, he's in the boat. Sickness, he's in the boat. Depression, he's in the boat. Okay? He's there. He is with you all the time. All the time. And wants nothing more for us to reach out to him. Okay? Pray to him so that we're not afraid that we're not scared, that we're not worried, that we can have peace. Okay, the idea here is to understand, and that peace comes from in us through the strength of Christ. Okay, all these things can come and all these things can hit us, and, and you know, as you, as you walk with your father longer and longer and longer, people will see you and they will look at you and say, I don't even know how that guy is doing what he's doing because I know all the stuff he's got going on. And it's not that he's doing anything. It's that he's resting in the peace of his heavenly father. He's resting in the peace and the strength that comes from Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you a quick quote, and then we're going to pray. C.S. Lewis said, God can't give us peace and happiness apart from himself, because there is no such thing. God cannot give us peace and happiness apart from himself because there is no such thing. Okay, without Christ, there is no peace and there is no happiness. It doesn't exist. You may have a peaceful moment. You may have a peaceful place. You may take a hike and, and have a peaceful waterfall or something that you see for a moment. But to live in peace, to walk in peace, is to have peace in the worst of situations is to have peace in the land of COVID. It's to have peace when elections may have not gone the way you thought they should go. Uh, it's, it's to have peace in this world day to day. Every day, you wake up, you know who, who's in control, you know who your father is, you know who has your best interest at heart, you know who's going to carry you through the storm. That's peace. That is peace. All right, let's pray, guys. Father God, I pray that we would be a congregation that understands who you are, Father, and we understand that uh, all of our strengths and all of our abilities and all the things we can do will not carry us through, Father. The only way to be carried through is through your strength, and I pray, Lord, that you would grant peace to each and every person here online, part of this congregation, Father, part of your people, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would always be and continue to be exactly who you are, Father, the God of peace, the Father of peace, Father. And I pray, Lord, and I thank you very much for your son's death, burial, and resurrection, Lord, in your name. Amen. If you guys could stand up with me this morning. This is kind of funny because Bobby did not know. Okay, those of you who came in this morning and were here for Bobby's opening, this is actually my benediction. So we will say Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end here. Uh, it's the same exact thing. So receive this benediction. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. For more teachings and resources, please visit www.brcc.church.